Some of you probably discovered that uh, one of my Facebook accounts was hacked. And the reason I say one of is because I had an old account that was hacked some time ago. And somebody posted on it that I'd found this dog and the dog was injured and asked for money. By the way, that was not me. I, I, if you know me well, you know I wouldn't do that for two basic reasons. First of all, I'm a country boy, and how country boys treat animals, they have pets, but it's a little different than how some city folks do so. But then secondly, uh, if I were going to help a dog, I would pay for it myself. I wouldn't ask you all for money. So the next time you receive one of those notifications and it says from me, don't send the money to that account online. Send it directly to my house, 9590 Wiltshire Drive. Okay, you got it? So that's where you send the money. Oh. Uh, this world's an interesting place today, isn't it? It's a very interesting place. Well, I want to go back in time a little bit to when I was 19 years old. Um, one summer, I was moving into the parsonage at Chatham Hill Circuit. For some reason, unknown only to God himself, our bishop then appointed me, still a teenager, to serve four small rural churches in the southwest portion of Virginia. So there I was, moving into this parsonage, single, all alone, in the middle of the country. Now, I was facing a big dilemma then because I was a very hungry teenager. I mean, I really liked to eat, and I had a big appetite. And a problem I faced was there were no restaurants deep in the middle of the country in that area known as Rich Valley. But it was then in my life that I discovered one of the greatest gifts that I've known, and it is Rich Valley Hospitality. See, I discovered that those folks living in that valley, particularly those folks who are members of those four country churches, believed in expressing and practicing extravagant hospitality. I learned when folks were having dinner and I would stop by for a pastoral visitation at that time. I stopped by Vera's, and I stopped by Carrie's, and I stopped by Chicken Lammy's, and, and, I, and I stopped by uh, Agnes's house. And, and, and they would always insist that I sit down and eat with them. And being a good preacher, I didn't want to insult anybody, so I always ate extravagant hospitality. I experienced it firsthand, and it helped keep me alive for that first year I was there, and then later Patty and I was married, and she took on the responsibility of feeding me, and I've done very well with that ever since. Well, hospitality is a very, very important thing. Uh, earlier this year, our church leadership team, the church council, began talking about where we go in ministry post-pandemic. We participated in an online conference, and after that on online conference, we began to talk about what are our core values as a church? What are those things that are a part of our DNA that define who we are, that build the foundation for our ministry? And out of that discussion and discussions that would follow, we said that there are four fundamental core values that define who we are. They're a part of our nature. It's not something we want to aspire to. It's something that we already do, and we want to strengthen those things so that they can be more effective in ministry as we do ministry, both during the COVID 
uh, pandemic and after the pandemic as well. And over the next four weeks, we're going to be talking about each of those. Today, we're going to be talking about hospitality. Hospitality. We value showing extraordinary hospitality to others and one another. Elisha. It's a good, cool name, isn't it? Elisha. Have you ever known anybody named Elisha? I've known some Elijahs. Have you known some Elishas? Well, Elisha's a cool name, but uh, you don't hear many people named Elisha. You hear a few Elijahs, but no Elishas. Well, Elisha was a preacher in northern Israel during a time when the religious morale and setting of the people was at an all-time low. It really wasn't a very fun time to be a preacher prophet during his day. Elisha was uh, a successor of Elijah, who had been a powerful prophet in northern Israel, who oftentimes stood nose-to-nose, face-to-face with the royal family, telling them what God expected and where they were headed down the wrong trail. Well, Elisha was a, a traveling, an itinerant preacher, and he would travel from place to place, even though his home base was in Samaria, He would oftentimes travel in northern Israel around and about to minister to the people. On one occasion, as Elisha was traveling through the fertile farmlands of the Jezreel Valley, he passed by this town or passed through this town that kind of overlooked that valley, Shunan. And when he came through this town, he met a woman and her husband. Now this woman recognized that there was something special about Elisha. She knew that he must have a special connection with God. And so on that occasion when they met, she invited Elisha to her home to enjoy dinner with her and her husband. And Elisha, being a good preacher, he said yes to eating with them. And then it turned out that every time he was passing through Shunan, he always timed his visit at dinner time at their house. Well, after a while, the woman said to her husband, said, you know, this guy is really special. God's hand is upon him, and he's this traveling itinerant preacher, and he needs a place to stay when he's here, so let's build a room onto the house for him. And that is exactly what they did. Now, wouldn't you agree that that is extraordinary, extravagant hospitality? Would you not agree? That is amazing stuff. Now, most of us here have, during our lives, experienced hospitality, oftentimes extraordinary hospitality. Perhaps, as a high school student, and we have some high school students here, you may, you may have a friend, and you visit in that friend's home, and every time you're in that friend's home, the mother in that house sees that you are fed and fed well. Perhaps you went to a new school, and in that new school... There was hardly, you know, kind of the, the students were kind of off to the zone says, but there was that student or two who made a point to come to you to greet you and to introduce him or herself. Perhaps you started a new job, and you kind of felt like a duck out of water as you were beginning that new job, and someone kind of came and... and l- figuratively put their arm around you, showed you the ropes. Maybe they, 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 they shared lunch with you and, and talked about it to make you feel welcome in that place. Perhaps you have uh, 
lived in a neighborhood and you have a neighbor that has a green thumb and raises veggies and that, that neighbor brings you those fresh veggies. Well, perhaps you've walked into the door of a church like ours or maybe even this church and you were greeted. People took time to be with you, to talk with you, and to make you feel welcome. Most of us have experienced extravagant hospitality knows what it feels like a few years ago uh patty and i i I took a sunday off i was at another church at this time and and we went down to columbus georgia to visit the church that i was interested to see how they did things i'd heard about that church and thought i want to see how they do things so we drove down to columbus left real early on sunday when we're still living here uh, in chattanooga we and we traveled down to columbus and we decided we would go to both their worship service they had a contemporary service and a traditional service like we do here and uh, we decided we would go to both of those services. And while we were there, and I think it was during the second service, there was this couple that came to us and talked with us and introduced themselves, and we met them. I think we even sat with them at the same, same table. In that, that setting, they were sitting at tables together. And after the service, they, they stuck around and they talked with us, and they invited us to eat. And you know what we did? Y'all have any idea? What do you think this preacher said? Yes, yeah. Say that with me. Yes. If somebody invites you to eat with them, what are you supposed to say? Yes. Yes. Okay. Hospitality. The story of Elisha is a story, this story you heard, is a story about hospitality. Extravagant hospitality. Radical hospitality. But I want you to know that that story is not unique in Scripture. The Bible, if you just open up its pages and read its stories, what you will discover is it drips with hospitality. As a matter of fact, God is a God of hospitality. One of the most popular Psalms is Psalm... What number? 23. You know it, don't you? Psalm 23 is a psalm about hospitality. He makes me lie down in. He leads me beside the. He restores my. He causes me to sit down at a table in the presence of my enemies. He anoints my head with oil. All of those rich metaphors are metaphors about God's hospitality to you and me. When you move into the New Testament and you begin to read about Jesus, you find that Jesus was one who practiced hospitality. As a matter of fact, the first act of ministry that Jesus does in the New Testament after his baptism by John, he's baptized by John. Some of the disciples are interested in who Jesus is. And one asks, where are you staying? And Jesus says to this disciple as well as the person that was with him, said, come and see. Those are words of hospitality. And the persons went with Jesus, and Jesus entertained them for the evening. Then in the end of Jesus' ministry, after Jesus has been raised from the dead, prior to his ascension into heaven, some of his disciples, some of that twelve, they go to Galilee to go fishing, and Jesus meets them, and he prepares breakfast for them on the shore, and he invites them to come and eat breakfast, an act of 
hospitality. So bookends. Jesus' ministry begins with hospitality. Jesus' ministry ends with hospitality. And hospitality is all in the middle of Jesus' ministry. He takes time to be with people. When people he encounters folks, he takes time to be with them. He, he speaks and heals the woman, the Canaanite woman. She's not even Jewish. He heals the Canaanite woman's daughter who is sick. The, the, the blind Jews that come to Jesus traveling to Jericho. Jesus stops and is with them, has conversation, and he prays with them, and he has touches them, and they're made whole. When people are hungry, Jesus is concerned. And then he feeds the 5,000, and he feeds the 4,000. Jesus' ministry is filled with hospitality. Writers in the New Testament understood the centrality of hospitality. Paul wrote, Contribute to the needs of the saint and extend hospitality to strangers. The author of Hebrews wrote, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for doing that some have entertained angels without knowing it. And then Peter wrote, Be hospitable to one another without complaining. These authors knew the importance of hospitality. They knew that when we express hospitality towards strangers, it oftentimes becomes the pathway for that stranger to enter into relationship with Jesus. By forming friendships through hospitality, it becomes a bridge that people meet the Savior and grow in grace. And when we extend hospitality to one another, they knew that that oftentimes lifts up the weary soul. It's like uh, water on the parched mouth of someone walking in a dry place. It gives renewal. Hospitality is such a valuable practice for God's people toward others. The Bible also helps us to understand that when we practice hospitality, there is reward involved. On one occasion, Jesus had a small child around him. He said, he said, anyone who welcomes this child in my name welcomes me. Jesus said in another place, uh, and you remember the passage from out of Matthew, he, he said, uh, Matthew 25, where we have this, this story of Jesus coming in judgment, separating the sheep and the goats. And he says to the sheep, I was hungry and you. I was thirsty and you. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. All of those acts are acts of hospitality. And then Jesus goes on to say, when you do it to the least... You've done it to me. In other words, when we offer hospitality in the name of Jesus, we are welcoming Jesus in our midst. Jesus is present. From a theological term, way of looking at it, it's sacramental. Next week we'll celebrate Worldwide Communion Sunday and, and uh, Jack and I will gather behind this table and, and we'll take a, a loaf of bread and we'll say, this is the body of Christ broken for you. We'll take a cup, this is the blood of Christ poured out for you. And, and our theology says that present in that cup and present in that bread is Jesus. We have Jesus present with us as you consume that Jesus is with you. And there is that sacramental element even in Jesus' own words, that when we practice hospitality, 
Jesus is present. Jesus is present. Well, my hope for OUMC is that we will continue to practice and even do a better practice in that of extraordinary, radical hospitality. I believe that hospitality is at the core of who we are. I witness as you welcome the stranger. I, we- I witness as you experience fellowship together. I witness as you pause to be with others. I witness that. In a church I once served, I would oftentimes hear from people who had come to that church as first-time visitors, as guests, and uh, some would share with me their experience, and many would say to me, said, when we came, we felt so welcome. Your folks are so warm. So many people talked with us. So many people helped us out. But then on occasion, someone would say, I came to your church, and no one even spoke to me. The question I would always wonder about, I sometimes would ask, but I wouldn't always ask it, was, where did you sit in the sanctuary? Because I knew there was some places in the sanctuary that were warm and welcoming. There were some where people were not so warm and welcoming. You know, to be hospitable, it takes all of us to be hospitable. Now, some of you are like me. I mean, you, you never meet a stranger, and, you know, you can just go up and talk to anybody, and, you know, you're not hesitant to do that. You enjoy meeting new folks. And others of you are a bit more introverted. I'm an extrovert, and you know that, and there's introverts. And nothing wrong with being an introvert because introvert is good. It's good. God created folks with that, that quality characteristic of personality. But even the introvert can express radical hospitality can greet a stranger, can do things even in the background that creates that warmth and that welcome that becomes so very important. Uh, I I know that sometimes people are a bit hesitant to greet a stranger, particularly in a church like ours, because our church has a lot of moving parts and a lot of different people in it. And, you know, sometimes you're a bit hesitant to go up and, and greet someone and and because you're not quite sure if they've been here for a while or they're brand new, and you really think, man, if I were to go up and ask somebody if they're new here, what if they've been here for... Bob, how long have you been here? 37 years. So you go up to greet Bob. He's been here for 37 years, and you never met Bob? Boy, that could be embarrassing. But I've learned how to greet folks in a way that, to me, and I think to most people, feels non-threatening. I'll go up to someone and I'll say, hello, I'm Dwight Kilburn. I don't think we've met. That, for the guest, opens up the door for them to respond. Most will respond, I'm Jack and this is my first Sunday here. And then, of course, we can kind of follow up on the conversation. Then there are occasions where I meet the Bob Lockabees. And Bob says, I've been coming here for a long time. Uh, I had the experience this morning with someone that's attended here in the past, and I had, it's been a while since I'd seen them. I didn't recognize I didn't remember them. But I did that same thing, and, and they were okay with that. But greeting people becomes a very important way. But hospitality is so much richer than just greeting people. First of all, it's about pausing to be present with others. That is at the core of hospitality. 
pausing to be present with others. Hospitality is experienced through presence, being there. Hospitality is expressed through doing things to help people feel comfortable and welcome. And hospitality is about giving ourselves. So whether it's you're greeting a person, you pause to listen to that person to hear their story, you help them find the coffee pot out in the gathering area, the connection point, or whether you help them and invite them to your small group, whether you pause and pray with them, these are acts of hospitality. And my longing is that we will be a church that continue to express radical hospitality. And through that hospitality, people connect to Jesus, our souls are lifted, and we're transformed. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are the hospitable God and you call us to be like you. Lord Jesus, you have called us to follow you and you're the one who is the master of hospitality. And Lord, place in our hearts individually and corporately that we will be people who express hospitality to the stranger and to one another. And Father, may the folks that gather on this campus and participate in the various ministries and group of this church, whether they be a guest or whether they be someone that's been there for a long time, feel warmth and welcome and know that they are welcome in this place, in your family, here at this place. And Lord, we give it all to you now in Jesus' name. Amen.